football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Well, hello there and welcome in. It is the latest edition of our little digital radio program while we while we just try to do what we can to help you with underdogs, especially in pro football now that college football has gone on hiatus for just a couple of weeks and weekends until the bowl season cranks back up. Oh, there is Army-Navy, and I guess we could consider a, a Heisman underdog, quote-unquote, to win the Heisman Trophy announcement Saturday night if we wanted to. Don't know if that's the case, but there'll be a lot of pro football conversation on this show today with a full slate of games coming this weekend. How you doing? How's it going? Are you ready to rock and roll? I am your somewhat capable host, T.J. Reeves. He is Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper and writer of VegasInsider.com. Good to be with you, my friend, as we rock on in December here. Yeah, we got a lot going on now. The bowl announcements made last week. And uh, you mentioned the one Army Navy game, which uh, the points spread a lot uh, closer than years past, where Navy was always a substantial favorite. Now it's gotten a little bit closer with those two schools. But uh, the NFL now coming down the stretch and uh, seeing if we could get some separation this week with the playoff teams. Yeah, may very well be. So a lot of NFL conversation in a few moments. We should mention that last week you hit on two college football underdogs, two championship Saturday wins for Kevin Rogers. You had the Temple Owls, as I did. We both hit on uh, Temple's victory over Navy. We both thought that uh, Temple would win the game outright at Annapolis, and they did. So that's check, check for you and me in the underdog column. I had gone with Colorado in the Pac-12 title game. They got housed. They got beaten up by Washington in the Pac-12 title game in uh, Santa Clara, California. And so Washington ends up punching their ticket for the college football playoff. You uh, went Mountain West with your cowboy hat and your boots and went Wyoming Cowboys, who were good to you again in the, Mount, in the Mountain West Conference championship game and they get the cover as it turns out against san diego state so good for you two for two on your uh college underdogs i was able to hit the kansas city chiefs the first ever pick two for a win in nfl history as the chiefs eric berry had an interception return for a touchdown and then an interception return for two points that proved to be the difference in the game so I will gladly take that one as an NFL dog. So you and I both two for three uh, last weekend. So uh, that's a good thing. And, and now uh, now we've sorted out the college football playoff. Are you happy with the four teams? Are you satisfied, Kevin Rogers, with the four teams, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Washington, that got into the playoff? I have no problem with it. I mean, we all kind of knew uh, that Ohio State, was probably going to get in regardless of, of what happened in the Big Ten Championship. Obviously, Alabama's a lock. Clemson, I thought, uh, would be a lock as long as they beat Virginia Tech. And I told you last week, I really believe that Washington was a lock if they won the Pac-12 title. And I just think that the uh, the Big Ten winner, that whole conversation about Penn State, Wisconsin, you know what? It, it would be nice to win your conference championship and get in, but the problem is you only have four spots. And there are going to be good teams. You know what it is, TJ? It comes out of circumstances, that these circumstances need to change as far as 
what does winning your conference really mean? Are you the best team if you win your conference, or can you be the best team and not win your conference because of this situation that happened with Ohio State that they lost in a blocked field goal to Penn State, and yet they couldn't go to their conference championship? That we Do we need to have the best two teams out of a conference as opposed to divisions? How are we going to work this? But I don't really think there's much of a problem with it. I think you have the four best teams, and I think for – TV purposes, people want to see Ohio State and not Penn State. Well, and the phrase I keep coming back to, the three-word phrase that applied not only to the winner of the Big uh, Ten title game, it would apply to the winner of the Big 12 de facto bedlam game with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and it applied to Michigan. You lost twice. And if you lost twice throughout college football's history, if, if you lost a second time before we got to the bowl games, that was it for the hopes to win the championship. And I'm actually glad that they're still adhering to that, that as long as we have viable teams in front of you in power conferences or that have had big years. I mean, I realize Western Michigan undefeated, and they're being left out because of strength of their conference, strength of their schedule, uh, even though it's been a tremendous season in the MAC for them. But if you lose twice which Penn State, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Michigan did, that's, that's the, uh, the killer part of the argument for them, no matter what you did in a championship game or a de facto championship game. You feeling me there, Kevin? Oh, absolutely. And, and again, I don't know how anybody can argue that some of these teams don't belong. I mean, three of the four won their conference championship, and they had one loss or fewer. So three of the four are, are, are locked. Now you have one left. And really, you know, you say Ohio State beat Michigan. Okay, so out of the top two that people thought were left, Ohio State won that tiebreaker. You know, I, I kind of have, have an issue trying to figure out the whole, all right, you beat somebody one time, does that mean you're better than them? Or did you beat them because of circumstance? I mean, you can even throw back to my, my conference, the Mountain West, that I love, that Wyoming beat Boise State on a safety at the end of the game. I mean, that was a tie game, and there was a safety in the final two minutes. Does that mean Wyoming's better than Boise State? It's just, you know what I'm saying? So sure. it's kind of more the body of work. And I understand that Ohio State passed beating Oklahoma on the road early in the season. They didn't look great at times this year. They just got by some of these teams. They got by Northwestern and Michigan State, and they needed two overtimes against Michigan. But, you know, you go to Penn State and you say, all right, does Penn State really, are they one of the top four teams in the country? No, they're probably not one of the top four teams in the country. So, you know, I don't think that people should cry foul if Ohio State ends up winning the whole thing. If they win the whole thing, that means they would have had to beat Clemson and likely Alabama. Yeah. So how are you not the champion? Just like when Ohio State did a few years ago with a third-string quarterback and they end up beating Alabama and Oregon, how are they not the champion? Like, you know, you get to this point where, I don't think you can question anybody that wins it because whoever you're beating twice are two quality teams. Agreed on that point. The voice of Kevin Rogers, TJ Reeves with you. You are locked in on Three Dog Thursday. We pick underdogs in college football and the NFL. So let's get to the business at hand for this week. Uh, The Navy midshipmen, the Army cadets renewing that rivalry, of course, uh, on Three Dog Thursday, we're, we're giving the nod this week to Pearl Harbor and the 75th anniversary of uh, the tragedy, the, the start for the United States as a country into World War II with the Pearl Harbor attack 75 years ago on Wednesday on December the 7th. 
And, of course, when Army and Navy play, it's usually around this date and this time, and it gives you a pause to reflect that a lot of these guys aren't going on to careers in the NFL. They aren't even, in a lot of cases, growing, going to careers, let's say, in the normal workforce, in the work sector. They're going to the military front lines in a lot of cases. So this is more than just a, a final football game for your football career for the magnitude of what is involved in this game it is always neat it's chilling the hair on the back of my neck is standing up right now while i'm talking to you kevin to watch each of these schools at the end of the game no matter the score even if somebody gets beat 45 to 3 they stand together for each alma mater at the end so there's a lot of pageantry involved just as a general comment in this game it's the lone college game at the big time level this weekend i'll have some fun watching it what about you I mean, it, it is always interesting just because, you know, these schools have such a history and it's the only game on Saturday. And, I mean, even from a handicapping standpoint, you know, it's, it's very interesting just because you wonder with Navy after they just got run by Temple last week, are they, you know, are they going to get up for, you know, I know they're going to get up for the game, but at the same time, Army has closed the gap, I think, that Army is much better than they've been in, in years past. They're going to the heart of Dallas Bowl against North Texas. So Army who doesn't normally go to bowls, they have something more to play for, that you, now Army's got two games left, this isn't their final game. So I, could, I just kind of wonder, uh, yes, they will be motivated, I'm just laying that out. But past that, Navy coming off this loss, Army with one more game to play that they don't normally have, this is always their final game of the year, that you kind of wonder that, you know, is you know I guess when it's all said and done, you know, if Army ends up winning or covering, all right, you know, they still have two games left and they have a lot to play for, or if Army just doesn't show up, then, all right, they're looking ahead to their bowl game, just like on the flip side with Navy. You know, are they going to bounce back against uh, against Army after losing to Temple, or are they going to not play as well because they just blew a chance at going to a much better bowl than they're going to? Well, and again, Army has pulled some upsets earlier in the year. They've been good at times this year and improved. They beat that Temple team in the opening game of the season. Uh, and Temple goes on to win the American Athletic Conference, and Navy right now on quite the roll, having won 15 in a row in this series over Army. Let's see if Army can turn that around. You and I are going to lay off of it for Three Dog Thursday. And again, in subsequent future shows, we will have bowl games that you and I will go over for underdogs. So we're going to stay away from the rest of the college football uh, underdogs, unless you have an underdog upset for the Heisman. I would classify that as a doggy. Yeah, I mean, because Lamar Jackson seems to be the favorite. I still think Deshaun Watson may win the award. Those are the two big names. Do you like an upset? Do you like an underdog like Jabril Preppers of uh, of Michigan or maybe Dede Westbrook of Oklahoma if they got enough votes? Uh, an out-of-the-blue Heisman underdog or no? No, I think that Lamar Jackson's got this thing sewed up from Louisville. His numbers are just ridiculous. I mean, from just a homer standpoint, you know, kind of uh, upset that Dalvin Cook didn't at least get a, a nod to go to New York. Um, you know, it seemed like, you know, with his numbers that he should have had an opportunity. But uh, I think Lamar Jackson, just the odds, pretty much have stated this guy's the favorite, and I would be shocked if he didn't win it. All right, so we'll see how the Heisman plays out. So that gets us into the world of pro football for some underdog picks, and obviously Kevin and I are each going to come up with three of them. Where do you want to begin with your first underdog, sir? I will begin in uh, the Buckeye State, and I know it's ugly to take a team that's 0-12 and, and they're horrible and we know how bad they are, but you know what? The Cleveland Browns are facing Cincinnati this week, and I kind of wonder what the Bengals, coming off this massive beatdown of the Philadelphia Eagles last week, that if 
the Bengals, you know, if they're going to get up again for this game, they've already beaten the Browns one time, so they know they can just show up and win. But also at the same time, though, this Cincinnati team started 8-0 last year, all right? In their last 21 games, they're 8-12-1. and mm-hmm. So this team really, you know, hasn't been great. They've been very mediocre over, you know, the last year and a half. And also uh, Cincinnati, rather, is 0-5 ATS, the last five on the road. So this is a team that I don't know how much I trust them away from home. We know how bad the Browns have been. And, you know, to give them a little bit of credit, the Browns recently have lost at home to Dallas. They've lost at home to the Giants. They've lost at home to Pittsburgh. I mean, these are really good teams that would be going to the playoffs, and Cincinnati's not. So I just kind of wonder about the Browns in this situation. Uh, You know, if they could pull this one together in a state rivalry game where with the Bengals coming off this win last week, they haven't went back-to-back all year. You know, how can I really trust them in this spot? So I'll take the points with Cleveland. And Cincinnati, obviously the road team here, as you mentioned. Cleveland may very well go back to Robert Griffin III. He is practicing midweek. He is saying he wants to be, wants to play. Hugh Jackson is evaluating what to do at quarterback. I mean, they have been a dumpster fire at quarterback all year with the rookie Cody Kessler with a couple of different concussions. Uh, you've got Josh McCown, the wily veteran who's been with about eight or nine, literally, NFL teams. He has struggled with injuries and with interceptions. Cleveland has been in disarray at the quarterback position. But you still believe in them because the, all the talk at this point is uh, throw in the towel and be 0-16 and, and be known for something. Nobody ever remembers you if you're 1-15 and, and horrible and everybody gets released, cut, traded. If you're 0-16 and you got released, cut, or traded, at least somebody remembers you for that. So... You think it ends, though, this week with the, uh, the the Browns finding a way against the Cincinnati Bengals, huh? Or at least covering. At least close enough. They can lose the game. They can lose 20-19. to 19, That's good enough for me. And they have found creative ways to lose close games throughout the year. The Browns have been oh, they, inventing they, they ways to lose. Oh, absolutely. When you're that bad, you know, good teams find ways to win, bad teams find ways to lose. So, yes, they definitely have. That is true. All right, so your first underdog will be the – uh, Cleveland Browns. I will go with the Denver Broncos. It surprised me that Denver, and I know it's pick them in a couple of places, but the overall consensus on the Vegas Insider line is that Denver is getting a point here. Second straight road game for them. They'll play the Tennessee Titans, who've played very well this year and are in the picture right now in the playoff chase in the AFC South for the division and on the fringe on just the outside uh, chasing for the wild card. They're going to need a lot of help in front of them with Denver with Kansas City losing. So really for Denver, this is a team you know that can put away the Tennessee Titans for their wild-card playoff hopes with a win. Broncos have the sixth seed right now, still chasing Kansas City, still chasing the Raiders who they play later in the year. Denver went to the backup quarterback, my Memphis Tiger, Paxton Lynch. He was not great with the numbers, but was good enough. Their defense good enough against Jacksonville last week. I think they will contain Mariota. I think they will find something. I don't know if Trevor Simeon's able to play midweek again. He's got, he's a question mark as to whether he can play and whether it's going to be Lynch again. I just like Denver here in the buildup for their huge home game with New England the following week to keep pace in the playoff chase. I will take the Broncos at Nashville to win against Tennessee, get their ninth win of the year, stay in the AFC playoff hunt. I'll take them on on Three Dog Thursday. What what about Denver here for the stretch run? They got quarterback question marks, and, and obviously still a tough schedule down the stretch of the season here. Yeah, it's a very difficult game. Obviously, the quarterback situation number one for the Broncos, but also 
secondly, with the Denver Broncos going back out east again uh, after beating Jacksonville last week, you know, tough spot for them to return back out uh, to the east coast. And the Broncos are still in the mix of this playoff race. So obviously yep. they have a lot to play for. And Tennessee in the mix of that AFC South where Houston and, and Indianapolis play this week. Tennessee, you know, is right there where if they can have a nice, uh, you know, last few weeks, maybe they have an outside shot of even winning the division, depending on how it goes. But, you know, the Titans are just, I don't know which team I'm getting every week with the Titans. That's the problem. And uh, with the quarterback situation, it's just very hard to call right now. Well, and again, for the Tennessee Titans, at this point in the season, they've got six wins. They are 6-6, six and six, kind of quietly have put together a good season after an awful year uh, last year. So uh, we'll see. And again, Denver finishes after you know this road game, home with New England, at Kansas City, and then home with the Raiders, and maybe in the position that they have to win all of those games to make the playoffs. I think it starts here for this week. I'll take the Broncos plus the one on Three Dog Thursday. We've got time for one more underdog from you here on Three Dog Thursday. I think you and I are going to agree on an underdog, so we'll save the underdog that you and I are agreeing on for the final segment. Do I see here that you are leaning towards an NFC South Road underdog for the Do You Dare go against my Tampa Bay Buccaneers here on Three Dog Thursday, Kevin Rogers? Yes, I do. And uh, it's a great spot for the Saints this week as an underdog. They're 5-0 and against the spread this season when getting points and they're coming off a bad home loss to Detroit this past week. So them going on the road now to Tampa Bay, where they've had success in the past, and we know the Buccaneers have not been a great home team. They've been excellent on the road. They came off, coming off that win over San Diego last week. But at home, I know they just beat Seattle a few weeks ago, but uh, as a home favorite, they haven't been great. They lost outright to the Rams. They, uh, you know, they beat Chicago, who's terrible at home, and they ended up beating Seattle, but they're just not a good home team. It's as simple as that. And for them to be laying points against a really good underdog and a team coming off a bad loss last week and uh, a quarterback that, that continues to play very well at his age. I mean, Drew Brees coming off his worst game probably interception-wise, three interceptions, no touchdown passes against the Lions, that I think that the Saints will, will be up for this game and uh, win at Tampa Bay. Well, I will say a couple of things in defense of my Buccaneers here. They're on a four-game win streak. This is the first time, Kevin, that they have been relevant this late in the year at 7-5 and five or better and in the playoff hunt since 2010, since Raheem Morris was the coach, Josh Freeman was the quarterback, and now it's Jameis Winston with Dirk Cutter at the controls. Buccaneers have had at least two takeaways in eight consecutive games. The crowd will be hype. This is as... Uh, as rowdy and focused a home situation as the Bucks have had in years late in the season, and a chance to be eight and five and maintain a tie with Atlanta for the division at the minimum, if not stay in the AFC or in the NFC wildcard picture. Buccaneers currently occupy the sixth spot. They keep winning. They need no other help. So that's another incentive for the Bucks. So again, I know you're going to go against my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm part of their radio broadcast. But I am I'm going to back the Bucks here against your three dog Thursday Saints pick. I understand the Breeze thing because he always gunslings and gets his 300 yards and gets his touchdowns. I just think the Buccaneers will find a way uh, to win this game. So some back and forth from both of us. Again, I think Kevin and I are going to agree coming up on another underdog. Kevin, stand by. We've got more on the way, including which one of us. Uh, is liking a Monday night football doggy. I think you can figure that out as well. Stay with us as Three Dog Thursday continues. We'll be back. Is debt beating you down? You need discipline. You need the Debt Ninja. 
If you've been caught in a financial trap and need to be set free, then you need The Debt Ninja. Want to stop those harassing collection calls? Start saving thousands in interest and fees and get out of debt fast? Then you need to call The Debt Ninja. The Debt Ninja will find the best companies across the country that will help you consolidate all your bills into one easy payment, reduce your payments by 30 to 50%, and get you out of debt fast. If you have unsecured debt of $10,000 or more, such as credit cards, loans, or medical bills, call The Debt Ninja for a free 15-minute consultation. Call 800-839-5518. 800-839-5518. That's 800-839-5518. Call today. The Debt Ninja. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. We do roll on on Three Dog Thursday, uh, picking the underdogs in pro football. We will vary it back up with some college bowl games uh, throughout the bowl season. Kevin and the guys at Vegas Insider doing a great job scouring, put together the information uh, all the facts, the figures for the upcoming bowl season that's coming soon. He'll tell you more about that later on in this segment. If you are uh, just finding us uh, here, a, a reminder that this show is archived not only on RadioInfluence.com, but you can subscribe to Three Dog Thursday as well via the iTunes store and also on Stitcher. Go to iTunes, Podcasting, and Stitcher as two great outlets. Find this show, spread the word about it, rate this show, Tell everybody about the show where the guys are picking underdogs. Again, week after week after week, we have been coming up with successful underdogs. Kevin had two of them out of three a week ago with the Wyoming Cowboys and the Temple Owls. I had the Temple Owls, and I had the Kansas City Chiefs against the Atlanta Falcons for underdogs. Already in this show, Kevin has got the Cleveland Browns in radar to win a game. The Browns plus five and a half at home with the Cincinnati Bengals. He's taking them. He's also taking the New Orleans Saints. And the Saints uh, getting three points against my Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that NFC South showdown. I took the Denver Broncos getting a point against the Titans in Nashville. And now we continue with the NFL weekend on Sunday. And I think you and I are in agreement here. I I have been looking strongly at, hey, the Rams back home with the Atlanta Falcons who suffered that last-second tough loss to the Chiefs. The Falcons have played a lot of wild games. Now they travel out to the Coliseum to play Jared Goff and the uh, Rams. Uh, and I think you and I are in agreement here that we're, we're, we're both liking the Rams. Tell me why you like the Rams for this week in this situation with Atlanta, Kevin Rogers. Well, a couple things. Number one, I've told you about Dan Quinn as a favorite. He's been horrible. And uh, you hit on it last week with the Chiefs winning at the Georgia Dome. So, again, another non-cover in the favorite role. Now Atlanta's coming off this tough loss to the Chiefs. They have the Bucks breathing down their neck in the NFC South. And you have to travel out to L.A. to take on a Rams team that we know has been offensively challenged with Jared Goff, the quarterback. However, though, to be fair to the Rams, that after they lost to the Dolphins a few weeks ago, they had a 10-0 lead they blew. After that, they lost to New Orleans on the road, and they lost to New England on the road. Now, obviously, we know the Patriots are going to the playoffs, and the Saints probably aren't. But you had two tough road venues to go into. Now you're coming back home into a bit of a comfort zone against the Falcons team that, Yes, they did beat Tampa Bay on the road earlier as a favorite uh, a few weeks ago. But besides that, i got to believe that Goff is going to be more comfortable now back at home. And 
with the Falcons, I mean, going out west, coming off a really tough loss, and now you're playing this amount of points. I got to think the Rams can even hang around in this game, even if they don't win, but still cover. I think it's asking a lot for Atlanta. I guess the Rams defense, that's still pretty good, you know, and, and I know it's a tough task facing this Atlanta offense where they faced a lot of good offenses last few weeks, but I don't know. I just look at the Rams and I say, this got to be a spot where they play well at home. Well, and again, uh, the the Rams you mentioned offensively challenged. That's that's a kind way of putting. They've stunk offensively at times this year. Uh, Golf has now settled in playing three games. He threw for some garbage yards and points in the New England game last week. Uh, Matt Ryan has thrown some bad interceptions down the stretch of the season, and this is a this is a game that Falcon fans are paying close attention to here because once again, after a great start that fizzled out last year, if they lose this game to drop to seven and six, I think most Falcon fans and observers are going, "Okay, here we go again." Even though Atlanta's schedule is very soft and favorable at the end, Falcons playing Rams this week, 49ers at home then at Carolina and Saints at home when the Panthers and Saints may have nothing to play for at the end of the season in the last two games. So it's very favorable for Atlanta if they get by this game. But I am with you. I, I, I saw the Rams at field level all the way back at the beginning of the season. They're an opportunistic team. They create turnovers. I think they can create some turnovers and give uh, Atlanta problems. They gave the Dolphins problems. You know that as part of the Dolphins broadcast for three and a half quarters until Miami rallied in the last six, seven minutes. They gave Carolina problems and fits throughout the game, uh, hammering Cam Newton and getting some turnovers. I like the Rams in this situation here, too. So you and I are in agreement on Three Dog Thursday. Hey, weigh in real quick. Give me a 30-second take. Jeff Fisher gets his contract renewed. Essentially, that was done apparently in the preseason, and it was announced earlier this week. Fisher has not had a winning year in like eight seasons. He's below 500 for his career, and the Rams, at least for now, are staying committed to Jeff Fisher. Interesting. I need Jeff Fisher or Lane Kippen's agent. Simple as that. Because they keep getting it's you work and money. I yeah. need them. Yeah, because, you know, the old saying, Jeff Fisher's got pictures of someone. Like, uh, it really feels that way, that a guy like that is still living off of a Super Bowl appearance against the Rams 15 years ago, 15, 16 years ago. And since then, what has he done, really? You know, nothing. And, and it's turned into a joke, the whole Eric Dickerson debacle <laughs> as well. Uh, it, it's just silly. It, it's just ridiculous where there are better coaches that have lost jobs for doing more, and yet this guy just continues to somehow be bulletproof. Well, we'll find out, and if they get this win over the Atlanta Falcons, then obviously that will reinforce some things at the end of the season for him. If they don't and continue to slide, who knows what that contract extension that they just announced is really truly worth uh, at the end of all of this. We'll find out. Uh, for the Rams. few moments left. It's Three Dog Thursday. T.J. Reeves, Senior Handicapper, VegasInsider.com. Kevin Rogers with me. And I am going to go to the Monday night game. There's an intriguing Giants-Cowboys Monday night game. You and I are both staying away from the Giants getting the three points at home in the Sunday night game. I like the Monday night spot, the, the, the opportunity for the Baltimore Ravens against New England. For whatever reason, they have played New England tough and played them well for years with Jim Harbaugh as the coach. And even when Brian Billick was there uh, during his run, they seemed to play New England tough. I am going to take the Flacco-led Ravens who diced the Dolphins last week 
getting the seven points against a New England team without Gronkowski. We now know that for the rest of the year. Uh, Brady does such a great job of just filling in the gaps with whoever's there. But I think Baltimore will have something for them, and I will take the seven points here for the Ravens against the New England Patriots in this matchup coming on Monday night football. It's, It's a really significant game for Baltimore. They're battling with Pittsburgh for the AFC North title. They're battling with the Dolphins and the Steelers and the Broncos for the AFC wildcard picture. They need this game, Kevin, against New England. Uh, you want to talk me out of it here at Foxborough Monday night or no? No. I mean, we see the Ravens with John Harbaugh that they keep uh, – they, they've been very competitive with New England over the years. We've seen in the playoffs as well that uh, Flacco has played well against New England. That you know, I, don't, I don't really have a problem with it simply because, you know, for whatever reason, the Ravens always give the Dolphins problems. And we noticed that, you know, last Sunday they tore them apart. But I feel like the Ravens always give the Patriots problems. And in this scenario – I think that uh, Baltimore definitely could hang with New England. All right, so I'm taking them as the third of three underdogs. And again, Kevin Rogers has got all the very latest with what they have going on at Vegas Insider. Uh, A fantastic time of the year with everything that is happening right now, including the bowl games that are coming up. Give the folks more details about what you do seven days a week, round the clock at VegasInsider.com. Absolutely. We we barely have time to sleep, but... uh... The college football bowls have now been announced, and we have our Bowl Central up and running where you can take a look at the matchups, bowl records, bowl histories for all these teams. We have a lot of new teams that are, aren't normally in bowls, and now they're getting, uh, you know, they're not really their first taste, but at least their taste of bowls. Uh, so you can look back at their short history, and obviously the teams that have been there a long time, their long history. So we have that up and running for the next few weeks, also NFL into December. NBA and college basketball picking up. We have all of that going on. You can check us out any time of the day on Twitter at TwitVI. You can check me out on Twitter at VI Rogers and, of course, VegasInsider.com. Okay, again, check out Kevin for all the very latest information uh, that you can find there at VegasInsider.com, as he was just mentioning. You can also find him on Twitter at VI Rogers. You can find out more from this show at Three Dog Thursday. To go over them again, all NFL underdogs this week. We'll get back to the college football bowl games in coming editions of Three Dog Thursday. NFL doggies, though, for both of us, you like the Cleveland Browns against Cincinnati at home, getting the five and a half, and you took the New Orleans Saints plus the three against my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You and I agree with the Rams at home getting six against the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL. I will couple to that the Denver Broncos. I'll take them and the point against the Titans to win the game outright in Nashville, and I like the Monday night Raven underdog situation getting seven points against the New England Patriots. I think we've covered all or most of this. Kevin, we appreciate it as always. Enjoy the uh, the Army-Navy game and the mostly NFL action this weekend. We look forward to talking to you again next week on Three Dog Thursday. All right, TJ, thank you. You too. There is Kevin Rogers. I'm TJ Reeves. Again, find this show not only on RadioInfluence.com, but subscribe to the show in the iTunes uh, podcasting world. Also, Stitcher as well. Rate the show. Spread the word about the only digital radio program that's exclusively devoted to underdogs in college and pro football. It is Three Dog Thursday. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you next week.